Transition is important to me because it is a safe place you can go when you need help and you don't have to feel embarrassed when you're going to someone. This is Josh. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to the Oregon Transition Podcast. Brought to you by the TTAN, the Transition Technical Assistance Network and professionals across the state. We've got you covered from Portland to Ontario, from Hood River to Klamath Falls, from Seaside to Burns, and everywhere in between. Greetings and salutations, pod people. We're here today back with another episode. Today's episode is about the Youth Transition Program, more commonly referred to as YTP. It's an acronym you'll be hearing a lot of today, so keep that in mind as we move forward. So Nicole, what is YTP? Josh, YTP is all about getting students to work. It's about creating that bridge between school life and adult life and finding people to support them. And Vocational Rehabilitation has partnered with school districts and with the University of Oregon to create this program that is all over the state and still growing. I'm Charlotte Alverson and my title in this role is Director of Training and Technical Assistance for the Youth Transition Program. That was Charlotte Alverson, who is an assistant research professor in secondary special education and transition at the University of Oregon. She is also a technical assistance provider for the National Technical Assistance Center on Transition, which is otherwise known as NTAC. Josh, she does a lot of things because she's also one of the directors of YTP. That is correct. And I was lucky enough to meet her in her office a couple of weeks ago. And I just want to start out by asking her, What is YTP? So YTP is a collaborative transition program. It's funded by VR and the purpose is to prepare students with disabilities for employment or career-related post-secondary education or training by providing a comprehensive array of pre-employment transition activities and supports. So in a nutshell, the Youth Transition Program is a transition program for students with disabilities to prepare them for employment and possibly further education beyond high school. Why is it important for schools to have YTP? You know, I think first and foremost, it comes back to the kids, right? YTP helps young adults who happen to experience disabilities prepare for their adult roles. So always first and foremost, it comes back to the kids for why it's important. Secondly, it's important to the schools because part of our charge as educators, and I use that in the broadest Mm -hmm. sense, under IDEA is that we prepare students with disabilities or children with disabilities for further education, employment, and independent living. YTP contributes to those outcomes, and so it's good for the schools to have a YTP program that helps students prepare, that facilitates their positive post-school outcomes for the school. The other thing that we know is that YTP in Oregon specifically, there's research that shows students who participate in YTP are more likely to graduate, so with a completion document. So for Oregon, having YTP helping kids to get graduation increases their graduation rates. So it's good for kids, it's good for schools, Ultimately, it's good for our communities and our society. How does YTP partner with VR? Yeah, so in all aspects of our program, you know, from the funding aspect, but also the co-management of the management team and YTP sites, 
but also at the local level. You know, we really do encourage that sacred time between a VR counselor and um, a transition specialist, and we're trying to broaden that. For the last biennium, we've talked about the importance of a local team. So bringing on that administrator in a more active role, not just signature, mm-hmm. you know, on, on their application, but actually who understands what it is that VR is trying to do and what YTP is trying to support. The role of the teacher. You know, you know yourself as a former teacher, mm-hmm. you brought a skill set to preparing young adult for employment that a transition specialist may not bring. The transition specialist also brings a skill set and knowledge that the educator doesn't have. And so really trying to take that wraparound um, team approach where VR is always our partner and then we add in these other ancillary partners, the administrator, the special educator to support that launch for employment. Josh, I really liked how Charlotte talked about YTP being a team. It's not just one person in a school providing these services. I mean, as much as it is that, it's also not that because they're partnering with with VR, they're partnering with TAPS, they're partnering with educators. It's it's these it's this group that's supporting students. And it's really important for everyone in that group to be on the same page. And so the teacher knows what's going on, and the teacher can write it into the IEP goals. The VR counselor knows what's going on, and the VR counselor can write it into the IPE. In that way, the individual education plan from the school and the individual plan of employment for VR works together. And speaking of the individual plan for employment, the next interviews that we have are vocational rehabilitation counselors. My name is Sabrina Cunliffe, and I'm the branch manager for the Eugene Vocational Rehabilitation Office. And my name is Anita Patterson, vocational counselor for the Eugene office, and I work with the Youth Transition Program. And Anita, how many schools do you serve in YTP? Uh, it varies, but I think at the time currently I'm serving seven to eight schools. And why is YTP important in schools? Um, I feel that youth transition program is important in schools because we there would be students that would not be served quite as well. They wouldn't have the transition services they need. Um, they'd have more difficulty navigating outside resources from school as well as resources within school systems. How do you partner with your with the YTP specialists in the school? Because if you work with seven or eight schools, you're probably working with seven or eight YTP specialists? Yes, correct. So um, thank goodness for today's technology. My form of communication can be from email to phone conversations to monthly meetings. Um, we find all forms and ways of communication and getting together. Also from the monthly YTP staffing meetings, we have an hour ahead of our start of our meetings to sit down, discuss students, um, just address any needs that we have. So Nicole, it sounds like Anita just described the sacred time between the YTP specialist and the VR counselor. I'd have to agree with that, Josh. I think that she's talking about those times when they can get together and really discuss one-on-one what, what's going on with the student. But let's hear what she has to say about what goes on in those meetings. For me, it's getting to know what is the core things of the student, what are their interests and goals, 
what characteristics do they have, what do they like to do, what work experiences have they had or could they have, um, what are their goals when they're going to graduate school. Uh, those are really important. So sort of the first step when, when a student comes to VR is what's called a comprehensive vocational assessment. And in that, Anita has to identify interests, abilities, strengths, resources, priorities, concerns, capabilities. And so if those things can be delineated by the teaching staff or the YTP specialist, and that also that the child is, um, not child, youth, <laughs> young person is, uh, is somewhat prepared for what the concept of work is and has some soft skills to go along with it. Those are some really great things that make y YTP successful from a VR standpoint because VR services are very time limited. And so students um, kind of come into VR, get the supports that they need, get a job, and then we're out again. And so um, if we have to do a lot of that upfront legwork, that um, is the role of the YTP specialist of getting to know the individual, getting to know all of those different things that, that we need through that assessment process. Um, then we can actually provide the services so that they can leave school with at least a plan to get a job if not employed. Josh, I feel like we're getting such great information, but man, I think it's time for us to check in with some people on the ground and maybe even some students. We got your emails. We got your phone calls. We know episode three didn't feature any students. Well, we got your email and phone call, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, you're right, you're right. I embellish that a little bit. But this podcast is about hearing student stories. And we want to hear how YTP works on the ground level. So let's check in with the transition specialist and speak with her and the student she's been supporting. Mm -hmm. I'm Desiree Berry and I'm a YTP specialist at Ben Senior High School. So this is Desiree Berry. She's a YTP transition specialist, and I was able to spend some time with her live at Bend High talking about what her day looks like. Well, my day doesn't look the same any day. I do help in a couple of classes, so I usually have at least one of those classes every day. We have a rotating schedule at Bend High, so I could be helping in a careers class. I could be helping in a girls' pass to the future class, which is also transitioning from high school um, to the next steps in life. I could be working with a variety of students. Students know who I am and where to come if they need help on a resume or job applications or job searches, so I could have a student at my desk doing that. Um, today I'm taking a student out for an informational interview. Uh, she's interested in becoming a tattoo artist, so we're going to go talk to a tattoo artist in the tattoo school here in town. It could be meeting with my VR counselor, taking students to VR to sign them up for, for services. So. Uh, participating in IEP meetings. I participated in three this week. Um, so yeah, it could, <laughs> it could look like a lot of things. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nicole. That sounded like a ton of pre-ets. Josh, you are correct. That was a ton of pre-employment transition services that YTP provides. When she is talking about helping in the careers class and the girls' pathway to the future. Pre-et. What about when she's talking about helping students with their resume, applications, and job searches? Pre-it. What about attending IEP meetings? Pre-it. You get a pre-it, she gets a pre-it, everyone gets pre-its when YTP is involved. 
And I also love when she's talking about her time with her VR counselor, because that sounds like that sacred time that Charlotte was talking about. Right. They're communicating what's going on with the student on a regular basis. And that is how that seamless transition happens. Takes a village. It does take a village. And now let's hear from the student that this transition specialist's village supported. Well, I am Liam. Uh, I go to Bend High. Liam is a YTP student who has recently gotten his first job with a little help from his YTP specialist, Desiree. It's, it's an old folks home and I just love working with elderly. I've, I've loved it for years. Um, for about seven years, I, I uh, helped my grandma and stuff like that. So this job was just kind of a perfect way for me to um, do that. It, it started out kind of rough, but as we, you know, as Voc Rehab stepped in, I got way, I improved. The great thing about Liam's story is that he had struggles, just like everybody struggles a little bit with their first job. But YTP was there to help him along the way. I think that safety net is really important. So when he started out having difficulty, he had his youth transition program specialist and his vocational rehabilitation counselor to help him out. So we thought it would be this great fit. He started and then I got a call um, because I had contacted the business to let them know that I was involved. So they were ready to let him go. Um, I spent quite a bit of time talking to the supervisor on the phone, um, kind of talked him into allowing me to come do some job coaching. It was His next shift was in like three days, so it wasn't enough time to get a job coach from VR. Uh, I got them on it, trying to find a job coach, and then I stepped in uh, until uh, we could get that nailed down. So I actually went to work over the weekend with him doing dishwashing and helped him prioritize it wasn't that he couldn't do the job, it was that he didn't understand when, what things needed to be done first, so things weren't getting done. Um, so I worked with the um, supervisor, we switched his schedule, so he was working a day shift which was busier and seemed to be too long, so we went to an evening shift which was slightly slower and less hours. Um, and then I job coached and we came up with a list, and then by the next weekend we had an actual job coach from VR start. Thank goodness for Desiree because she helped me a lot. Um, she stepped in and you know. So what is it like now? Now that you've kind of overcome that that negative part of it, what what is your job like? Oh it's a f great experience. They don't want to lose me. They they want me to stay. They say you know you're the best dishwasher we have right now. We don't want you to leave and stuff like that and you know I don't want to leave I really want to you know get to working with the elderly I'm so eager to you know I, I just want to hear their stories I love you know what they say and that's why I'm working there is and like I'm serious about keeping dishes clean like you know I just love that job See, Josh, finding a student a job isn't like finding a unicorn in the wild it's a really common thing especially when you work with YTP Let's look at what happened. Desiree helped Liam find his job, and Desiree was able to support Liam by advocating for him and providing initial job coaching. 
VR was able to work together with Desiree and Liam to hire an outside provider to also provide job coaching. And now Liam has so much confidence. Liam says, I'm the best dishwasher that they have and they don't want to lose me. And feeling good about your job is so important. I also love that the job matches Liam's preferences, interests, needs, and strengths. You mean his pins? Yes, his pins. Liam says, I want to work in an elder care facility. I want to hear the rest of these stories. I love working here. So Liam found a job that he loves. Desiree is obviously doing a job that she loves. The YTP transition specialist supports the students, but who supports the YTP transition specialist? And I'm Jesse Berkey, also a technical assistance provider. My region is the Mid-Willamette Valley, which ranges from up north in Woodburn to South Lane County. What would, if I was a new YTP specialist, what kind of, what, what advice would you give me or where would you tell me to start? That's a really fair question, Josh, and we receive that a lot in our role. Um, we, we in the last, we, the YTP management team, in the last four years have, have grown drastically. And as a starting point, if you were the new transition specialist, of course we would say read the manual. You'd be like, oh, there's a manual, right? You can find that on the YTP website. Ask your technical assistance provider for it. Hopefully there'll be an update to it coming out soon. Yeah, I probably let the cat out of the bag with that one. <laughs> but at some point, it'll happen. And in addition to that, a lot of transition specialists, they need to know uh, about five basic things. The first thing that comes to mind is, what is the infrastructure of my school? What does it look like to have a, a daily assigned schedule? Am I in the classroom? Am I in the community? Am I free to leave? Do I have the ability to work nights, evenings, weekends? Uh, what's my summer hours? Am I working at least half of my required FTE all summer long for a year-round pattern of service? Those are really important questions that every transition specialist should know the answer to. And I'm going to go ahead and say, for number four, the, the getting out of the school in year-round pattern of service, yes, you do work year-round. That's, that's one of the special components of YTP where you might have an extended contract with your district. You might have to, to do an additional contract. There's lots of different ways that your administrators probably put that together. And I know that goes to mm-hmm. unions and all of that. But um, you should be working to help kids around the clock, essentially, um, with the exception of nighttime. I mean, you, you got to sleep, right? <laughs> but What if I have a kid on the graveyard ship? Yeah, well, then you might be there to make sure that they're at work on time mm-hmm. or that they're clocking out on time and know how to leave. And, yeah, it might be 5 a.m. for you then yeah. at that point. But so what? You get up, you go to work at 4.30, you leave the high school at 12.30, you go home and you go to bed, take a nap. You don't have to be locked into your classroom 24 hours a day or your desk in the library or wherever you're housed. Does that make sense? I think that is the, it, it's not the typical school hours job and you have to have the flexibility to leave and help somebody and help a student in the community is what I'm hearing you saying. Absolutely, because you're following, it, in a sense, if you follow the money that funds the grant, the dollars come from Boca Rehab. Yes, there's a district match, but your job is to be out in the community, just like a job developer would for Voc Rehab. You are the job developer. You're finding those jobs. You're building community relationships. You're helping find work sites off school campuses that will work with your youth. 
So let's take what Jesse talked about the role of a YTP specialist and let's apply it to Desiree and Liam from Bend High School. Right. So Jesse talks about the flexibility of schedule with a YTP specialist that they're expected to have. And Desiree showcased that. She was able to help Liam on the weekends. She was able to help Liam in the evenings. She was able to job develop for Liam. She was able to be flexible with her time to accommodate her students' needs. Right. When she described all the things she does in a day or in a week, it's not on a regular schedule like a teacher. She has the flexibility to move from place to place. And when things started to go wrong on the job for Liam, Desiree was able to come in and help and advocate. Right. And it's that flexibility and that support of her school in that flexibility that really makes these jobs successful opportunities for the students. Let's be honest, being a YTP specialist is challenging. You're usually the only person in your school that does your job, and sometimes you're the only person in the entire district. So if she needs support or guidance, she has a YTP technical assistance provider to call on for help. Absolutely. Any of the technical assistance providers through YTP are always more than willing to help, and maybe that's because they're part of the TTAN and love to help just as much as we do. Okay, so I'm here with Donna Jones. She's a YTP specialist at the Dalles School District. That's friend of the pod, Chris Rita, on location in the Dalles to show that YTP might look a little different to reflect the local area. And how long have you been doing YTP here? I've been here a year. A year? Already. And how has the experience been for you? It's been fabulous. I think that it is so rewarding and I feel blessed every day because I, I learn from my students and, and I see, you know, the light come on. I see them do things that they've never done before to step outside of that comfort zone. You know, there's just, I could talk for hours on the <laughs> things that are so positive about the youth transition program. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. And one of the things that we've benefited from with having you here is that you're coming to our Employment First meetings, mm. um, the Mid-Columbia Employment First meetings that happen in Hood River and the Dalles. And I'm just wondering, like, what's your, what's the benefit that you feel from attending those meetings or being part of that group? Well, I, I feel like the benefits are, are huge because each one of the people that are represented from the Employment First Committee um, and meetings, the people who really are there out in the trenches you know Mm -hmm. they are the ones that are out there they know the community between the Dalles and Hood River Uh, they're my key to opening some doors Mm -hmm. also understanding some of the policies and procedures of things that um, might might vary from city to city or from school to school right all those little things are just little tidbits that help me be more successful and I learn from them all the time so agency to agency and Mm -hmm. all of us sitting Mm -hmm. at the same table Mm -hmm. um it just it's you've been such a value added to our group and so oh thanks yeah it's just been really nice having you at the table and um helping us with committees around employment and we're all in it for the same reason Mm -hmm. so Mm-hmm. It's been it's been really good. Yeah. It is good. I yeah. love it. YTP transition specialists do things differently depending on what area they're in. However, it's always about the student. My name is Lisa Catherwood and I am the statewide YTP or Youth Transition Program Coordinator for Vocational Rehab. 
I'm part of the management team that's co-managed with Charlotte Elverson, who works for University of Oregon, as well as Sally Simich, who is with the Department of Education. Wow, Josh, that that's a familiar voice. Is that podcast regular Lisa Catherwood? It sure is. I think she has advanced beyond the friend of the pod title because she's been on almost every episode. Well, she just has amazing things to say. And she's a huge part of the YTP program. And uh, yeah, let's see what her input is this time. Lisa, what students are eligible for YTP services? So students that are eligible are students that are looking for competitive integrated employment and might have a barrier to employment, um, or if they're looking for post-secondary training opportunities to help them in the careers in the future. And what we like to say is in the school districts, we want to mirror the population, the special education, so the IEPs, 504s, or students with documented disabilities. You want to mirror that population in your YTP caseload. So when you say mirror, what does what does that mean exactly? So for instance, in the school, if they have 20, uh, 20% of the students are on the autism spectrum disorder, then about 20% of your YTP caseload should be on the autism spectrum disorder. Or if they have um, 18% have intellectual d- developmental disabilities, then a- around 18% of your YTP caseload should be IDD as well. So if a student is interested in YTP, then they should talk to uh, either their special education teacher or their counselors um, or the transition specialist that is at their school to talk to them about the program. The benefit of them being in YTP is that they have support to help them find jobs, get work skills, and even other things like helping with transportation or um, learning about transportation. Uh, or connecting with other services that they might need to be successful. So if a school is interested in becoming a YTP-affiliated program, what would they have to do? So YTP is funded via a grant through Vocational Rehab. Therefore, on and it's a biennium, so every two years, schools will apply via a grant through the ORPIN, O-R-P-I-N, And hopefully our goal is to have YTP in every school in Oregon. This YTP episode has been a wild ride. What have you learned? I have learned how students are supported as they go from high school services to the world of work. And I've learned that YTP is an accredited program nationwide. How lucky are we to be in Oregon where we already have it established in so many of our schools? Yeah, it's fantastic. So, Nicole, I have a question for you. Yeah. The YTP specialist is the one that's tasked with providing the pre-employment transition services when they are requested from the students. Not all high schools in Oregon have the YTP program. What happens if a student requests a pre-ed service that doesn't have YTP? Well, Josh, if a student that is not in a YTP school is looking at wanting to learn more about pre-employment transition services or pre-ETS, they can contact my team with vocational rehabilitation. If you are a student that experiences a disability, if you are on a 504, an IEP, or have a documented disability, you are eligible for pre-employment transition services. To learn more about pre-employment transition services, send us an email at pre.ets, which is ETS, at DHS 
oha.state.or.us and we can find a way to collaborate and make sure that you feel supported. Well, pod people, that is it for today's episode on YTP. Thanks for joining us. We will have to catch you on the flip side. Peace out, pod people. The Oregon Transition Podcast is brought to you by TTAN, the Transition Technical Assistance Network, including partners with Oregon Department of Education and Vocational Rehabilitation. All views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individuals and do not necessarily reflect our sponsoring agencies. The Oregon Transition Podcast was produced by Nicole Perdue, Josh Barber, Nicole Garcia, Heather Lindsay, Peter Fitzgerald, and the podfather, Lon Thornburg. With additional interviews provided by the T-TAN Network. This week's music provided by Boone Richter, transition student out of Brownsville, Oregon. For questions and comments, or just to connect with us, email OregonTransitionPodcast at gmail.com. And for latest OTP updates, like us on Facebook at Oregon Transition Podcast. Please contact us for transition questions, episodes, ideas, and music submissions. The word transition to me, I think, means... You know, you're moving from one milestone to the next. You're not um, stuck on the same thing in life.